Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Happy New Year. 2020 was a bit of a doozy, wasn't it? How's the first four days of the new year been for you? Parents don't tend to have a big, rowdy New Year's Eve. Perhaps that's meant you spent the time contemplating your goals for the new year. New Year's resolutions, though, can be contentious things. For some people, it's great to set a goal, something to look forward to. For others, it's just setting yourself up for failure. Karen Young from Hay Sigmund is a parenting educator and former psychologist. She's an expert on anxiety as well, which is something you might get if you don't reach your goals. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hello. I'm well. Thank you. How are you going? Good. Thank you. Um, I'm curious to know what your take is on New Year's resolutions or goals. Do you have an opinion whether they're good or bad? Do you know what? I just think it's added pressure because Mm. we do these things and really New Year's Day is just another day. It could just as easily be the start of the week or the start of of the month or the start of summer. But when we do it at the start of the year, I just feel like it's extra pressure on us and something else that we have to perform to. And I just feel like we're living in a world where we could do with a bit less of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about, um, I guess, the types of things that people might decide to have a goal or a resolution around? A lot of the times, from what I can tell, it's about money or weight. And um, I'm just, are they healthy things to strive for, you know, loss of weight or Mm. getting more money? I mean, in some ways, money can represent security and losing yeah. weight can represent being healthy. Yeah. Um, are some goals okay to have? Of course. So I think what we need to do, I think it's I think it's a really great thing to have broad goals. So rather than a goal being something like I'm going to make sure that I exercise for half an hour every weekday which the problem with that, as soon as you miss a weekday, we tend to focus more on the day we missed than all of the days we got. And there can be a sense of, oh, I've ruined it now. Now I need to start again. Whereas if we have a broad goal, which is um, I just want to live a healthier life and then have what that means. As long as it's aligning with your values and if, if one of those is to live a healthier life or to make sure that I, um, I play more or um, I worry less or whatever it is, they're not necessarily values, but those broad goals, then we're not locking ourselves into this rigid structure, which is where we get the trouble. But absolutely, I think having an umbrella to guide our behaviour, I think that's a good thing. Now, I am a very routine-based person. Sometimes I think I'm just like a toddler. I, <laughs> I thrive best when I have very definitive boundaries and routines and things like that. And sometimes I feel like having a definitive goal, like I will exercise three times a week or something like that, that that would work for me. Absolutely. And if that's something that works for you, go for it. I think um, as long as we're doing it with compassion to ourselves and flexibility when it's needed so that if it doesn't go to plan, um, we can say, well, that's because I haven't been well this week or that's because there were other parts of my life that, that needed me more. I think that can be a really good thing. 
if you live a life where something else is always taking priority, so work might always be taking priority over, say, exercise, and that can be a helpful thing then because if you've got that goal, it can guide you through as long as there is also space, um, as long as it's not so rigid that it's going to make you feel like you haven't performed if it doesn't go to plan one week. I'm sure there must be lots of people that do that because I know, you know, I might exercise three times a week most weeks, but if I miss a week of it, Mm. then all of a sudden I think, oh, my goodness, that's terrible. Where am I going to find the time? I don't put it into perspective. I think a lot of people must do that, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of people do because we want that to work out. We've made it a goal. We want to reach that goal. But within that goal, we have to have other things built in and make room for the for flexibility. So it might be I'm going to exercise three times a week, but if I have a week a month where I I miss the beat on it or I or I have a misstep, then that's okay too. I'll get back on the horse and keep going. It's when it's too rigid and and we punish ourselves for not reaching that goal. So if there's things built into it, not that we can let ourselves off the hook unnecessarily and talk ourselves out of it, we still want to hold ourselves accountable to any of our potential um, or where we want to head up. But if there's things built in so that we can be forgiving when we need to to ourselves. If someone has decided that they have that goal of living a healthier life or um, maybe saving more money this year, do you have any tips on how you can set up a successful kind of experience? I mean, keeping in mind what you're saying about not being too rigid, Mm. but are there any ways that we can kind of keep ourselves on track without... I don't know, flagellating ourselves and not doing everything all the time. So have broader goals. So if the goal is to live a healthier life or if the goal is, say, to save money and rather than I'm I'm just not going to buy takeaway meals at all anymore and I'm I'm going to save that money, have the goal, I, I want to save money, but rather than what the process is going to look like, what is that actually look like? Well, how will you know if you've reached that goal? What is what does saving money look like? Is there a long-term plan here? What does it look like? Have you got a target with that? And then have reachable goals within that. So it might be that I'm going to cut down on takeaway coffee and instead of buying two a day, I'm going to just have um, six a week or something like that. So if you're having a terrible day, and you, you know, a few days and you need to, do, but have them reachable. So built into that is you're not saying I'm only going to have one a day because you can, you can catch it up. You can pick it up. Does that make sense? So have that, have your broad goal. I'm glad that you, you mentioned that because I, I don't make me sacrifice my coffee. Karen. No, no, there's <laughs> that we shouldn't do. <laughs> it's just too hard. What about people who, um, might be looking for something to aim towards how do you find I mean most people know what it is they want to achieve but what if you're someone who's kind of a little bit relaxed about things and you're thinking well I would like to work towards something but I don't know how to work out what's the most important thing for me do you have any suggestions on how you might find that goal Yeah, so unless it's something you feel emotionally connected to or invested in, 
it's going to be really tricky to to do and that's where the idea of new year's goals can be difficult because there's something in a in a new year's resolution that suggests success or failure and we don't want to do that so what is something that where do you find your fun what is something you you've been thinking that you'd like to do more of or less of this year than last year and and just be guided to by that when you look around at the lives of other people is there something that you get curious about that you'd like to try or that you'd like to shift towards where does that happen if there is no goal and there is no emotional connection to anything I'd say well what's the importance of that what's missing that that's a really important thing even though there is nothing specific there is there a way you can just play without it being this pass or fail idea that can come with a resolution well now that I know how you feel about these things my last question may be completely irrelevant but I'm going to ask you anyway do you have any goals or any broad things you're hoping to achieve in 2021 absolutely I want to I want to start sleeping better so that's a perfect example and a beautiful question so rather than saying I want to make sure I get eight hours sleep every night I've actually done that I've done that so many times and I last about two days because <laughs> <laughs> I actually love being up late at night I'm not necessarily an early morning person but I love being up late at night so I'll do my I want to get at least eight hours um, sleep a night after a couple of nights I don't do it and then I don't go back to it until I feel motivated again but I just think it 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 doesn't need to be that way so within that I'm I'm trying to head towards eight hours um, of sleep a night I'd like to do that more but if I have a night where I miss it or two nights where I miss it I'm going to let myself off the hook so that's what I mean about the um the broader goals rather than being so rigid and that pass or fail, because when you fail, then you walk away from it. It's more that I'm just kind of trying to tip my lifestyle more towards that. So that's a massive um, one for me. I want to work on, on getting more sleep. Karen, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Karen Young from Hey Sigmund. And there's lots of great information at her website. I'll put links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.